Team Time. Open Space. And moving on right now for tonight's Open Space, we're joined by students coming from Delhi Memorial School. Hip Wall, welcome. And here are the students introducing themselves. Hi, I'm Claire. I'm a Form 5 student. Hi, I'm Kenna. I'm also a Form 5 student. Hello, I'm Tommy, also Form 5. Hi, I'm Kinwa, and I'm also Form 5. Welcome to tonight's Open Space, and we'll be talking about something that I think everybody tuning into the show can relate to, and that is the very important issue about teenagers' health. We're talking about physical health and mental health. So we're going to, first of all, tackle the question as what do you think is an influencing factor when it comes to your health? Influ- most influencing factor that comes to affecting the healthy lifestyle of teenagers in Hong Kong is the advancement of technology, such as the various social networking sites right. that has been developing around the world. Why do you think that is? Because um, nowadays, teens are really exposed on such technologies and it's becoming an integral part of their lives mm-hmm. in which um, teenagers are growing up with more anxiety and less self-esteem. Right. Okay, so let me ask you this question for all of you. How many hours do you spend a day on social? Mm-hmm. More than uh-huh. four hours. <laughs> oh, really? I yeah. guess more than... Um, Five. More than five. Just uh, it's mostly communication. Right. Just for uh, basically uh, homework assignments. Aha. Yes. Okay. So when we say social media, we're including chatting, uh, yes. instant messaging. And yes. That. Yes. For right. a lot of people, like communication yeah. is important. Right. Social media apps like Instagram, Facebook, Facebook. Yeah. some entertainment. Yeah. Okay. I don't think uh, people call nowadays. So I think social media is really efficient. That's <laughs> When's the last time you made an actual phone call? Yesterday. Uh, oh, nice. Only my parents and relatives call me because they are not <laughs> really good with technology. Right. So I guess. But you don't call them. You just wait for them to call you. No, I call them sometimes. Ah, okay, got it. Yes. How about for the girls? For me, I have my grandparents in the Philippines. Right. And my grandparents just know how to use um, advance of technologies. Uh-huh. So I have to call them by number not like um such social apps right well i uh, prefer normal calls to just texting because you can you don't get the same depth of emotion when you're just reading a message of course so sometimes i'll not even text and just move over to a phone call just so that i can get the message across properly yes especially when you're texting you don't really know the tone of the person yeah so it could be uh, come off as a misunderstanding or a complication right well these days they invented emojis (laughs) (laughs) it helps but of course it's not as good as obviously like uh actual phone calls and also like face-to-face conversations right. those are the best how about video calls though do you guys oh, like do FaceTime. that yes, yes. yes. all yes, the time all especially the time. Uh, when uh, my relatives are overseas so that right. helps yeah yes all right i'm uh, speaking of emojis i have to ask you guys which is your favorite emoji or the most frequently used the, the laughing crying emoji that's <laughs> the laughing crying emoji. That's the one everywhere. that goes sideways <laughs> the usual one the usual one I guess. ah okay don't use emojis <laughs> don't use emojis no. oh okay for the girls. For me, I think most of my friends knows that I recent I always use emojis yeah. whenever I chat with them because okay. I would like to express my emotions with and the emojis. Yes. 
Is there a go-to emoji that you like to use the most? Yes, the happy face. Oh, yes. that's nice. <laughs> Have a Prakana. Uh, the monkey one, where it covers his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. the equivalent of like a face palm, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's very funny and cute. Nice. I think for me, probably either face palm or the one where the girl goes like, I don't know, with the two hands up. I like those, but uh, yeah. So of course, chatting, uh, instant communication is very important to teens, and with an excessive amount of time that's been thrown into that kind of platform, it does take a toll on the health. Um, all right, then let's cover a different level of this topic. Let's go to your mental health. Yes, um, as I said, we like very exposed to such technologies can really lower self esteem. Yeah. For example, my experience, I felt like. For example, I'm in my Facebook page, mm-hmm. and I would go to my friend's timeline in Facebook. I would see their profiles, and I would tend to compare my life to them. Right. For example, wow, they have a beautiful home. They have he she got a beautiful she got a good job. Yeah. Or she got a beautiful family and happy family. So some teenagers could feel happy for them, but some could really feel jealous or maybe even depressed. Yeah. Or maybe become um, even suicidal because of the fact that their life is not as perfect as right. they see in social media. So it can be really, could really affect one's mental health. Mm. Yeah. Uh, what you've got to remember though is when you're growing up, the main thing that you're doing is comparing yourself to others. So that's that's how children learn. So they look at what other people are doing and try and imitate it. So comparing is always. Been a part of life. The fact that social make, media makes it easier to see what other people are doing just makes the problem slightly worse. Yeah. Not it's not the root of the problem. Yeah. Well, a lot of teenagers don't know is that um, the perfect lives portrayed in social media isn't really perfect in yeah. real life. So all these uh, images they see on social media apps. They might have been edited already, or they might have taken it like a lot of times before they got a perfect shot and posted it online. Yeah. And so the teenagers, maybe some teenagers, they don't think that um, their perfect life is like the same as in real life. Yeah. Yes. And also, I mean, honestly, who posts photos of, let's say, themselves having a really terrible time? Yeah. You usually think it's shareable or like. Upload worthy because you're doing something fantastic, right? Yeah. Yes, and yes, and in some circumstances, comparing yourself to others can be a, an advantage, a good thing. Uh, for example, if uh, you post yourself uh, when you work out, mm. uh, when pe- other people see it, they may take uh, the initiative to also work out. I guess. Right. So it just depends on personal factors and experiences. Yeah. And how you look into the situation. I'm all about positivity sharing. You know, right? If it's something that's up for a good influence, that is great. That's fantastic. But if it's something that also address an important issue, I think that's also worthy of sharing as well. Uh, so you mentioned that you guys go to Facebook, you go to Instagram. Is there anybody that you follow that you feel like they make me feel good? Well, for me, I think there's this there's this Japanese artist that I really like, and he's really good at arts, and so it really helps uh, motivate me to like do better. Like practice more of my painting and right. stuff like that. So it really motivates me a That's lot. That's good. Yeah. I don't really use social media 
like Instagram and Facebook that much, just mostly sticking to the messenger bit. Right. So I don't really follow anyone, unfortunately. That's fine. Same as Tommy, I don't really have Instagram, but mm-hmm. I do have Facebook. Right. But sometimes I do see some timelines of my previous friends, uh-huh. which they could they have achieved a lot of achievements Ooh, in life. I like that you say your previous uh, friends that are not really your <laughs> friends anymore, huh? <laughs> So, um, it kind of motivates me. Right. Yes. And for Kimo? Uh, I don't really use Instagram. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you sure about that? Yes, because I'm not... Tommy's very skeptical about that yeah. statement. <laughs> because I'm not a really photogenic uh, guy, so I don't really post pictures and uh, stories and feed. Right. So I, I just use uh, social media solely for communication. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Of course, we got to also talk about another big factor that I was thinking would be even bigger and we'll talk about that earlier and that's your school do you think that school has any kind of influence on your health it does (laughs) (laughs) to a lot of students too (laughs) well for me um my own experience uh, living in a chinese family my parents are telling me to be a doctor be a lawyer really yeah (laughs) they want to be that i told them one time that i wanted to go to the artistic route right and they really disapproved uh, of my choice and they wanted me to stick with a more professional um, career but um, I'd respect their decisions of course they're my parents but then for a lot of students in Hong Kong I feel like it's a really big thing for them to like follow what they want their own interests and they don't really get that a lot here because the culture and also the education system. What it sounds like is your family that's putting a lot of pressure mm-hmm. and like changing up your health status <laughs> instead of just the school. Well, there are a lot of factors to it. Right. Like there is the parents, but then there are also the workload from school. Yeah. For instance, um, overload of schoolwork or maybe like the pressure for DSE exams. Mm. There are a lot of things to study and um, maybe the students feel overwhelmed by it. Yeah. So, how about for the gentleman? How do you feel about that? Well, uh, I, in my personal opinion, I think it is more hectic uh, these days, just because we're as we're secondary five, mm. so H- HKDSE is ar- just around the corner. So we feel uh, that it is um, parents are forcing us now more than ever. <laughs> <laughs> also, teachers as well. Right. Yeah. yeah there's a. Uh quite a lot of pressure to do with uh, the academic spectrum. Have you heard of university syndrome? What is the university syndrome? So basically in a lot of Asian cultures you kind of get, when you're living with your parents you have a lot of stress and then Mm -hmm. they're pressuring you to do really well in your high school exams. So here that would be DSEs. But in other countries, it would be something else. Yeah. So that when they get to university, and now they're living by themselves... In their dorms. They don't study as much. Right. Which is when they should be studying more, but they don't. And then, as a result, their results go really downhill really fast. Mm. And this happens quite a lot. In fact, mostly in Asia, but it happens all over the world. It's really common. Yeah, that, that is why I think that uh, from a young age you should start to be independent mm. so you don't have to depend on your parents as much. So when you go into the university level, you um, 
your parents won't be such a burden and you can uh, find ways to take care of yourself. And you have your own discipline, right? Exactly. All right. Finally, we talked about a lot of different things that could get in the way of students growing up in a healthy situation. Uh, Advice? For everybody else who's tuning in right now, exercise, exercise, very good. A lot more exercise, yep. And also maybe develop your own interests or skills. It can be just like a hobby, yeah. But then if it's what uh, helps cope up with your stress, then you should go for it. Develop the skill, and maybe in the future, once you have a stable job or um, stable income, then you can use that skill, maybe earn more money. <laughs> as a side job. <laughs> yeah, as a side job. Awesome. Thank you so much, guys. We just heard from Clara, Kana, Tommy, and Kima, and they're all coming from Delhi and Memorial School Hip Ball. Thank you so much for joining us in Open Space. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.